Morning, Adam. Morning. That could be the new intro. Happy Sunday. This is going to go up on Sunday. Is that such a thing? Of course there is. Hang in there, kitty. You're just feeling it because it's still Tuesday in the real world. Go, Harry. Adam, crowdfunding or VC? Okay. Um, to- so, okay, let me just undress that a little bit. Uh... <laughs> uh, crowdfunding or VC so we're talking about raising a round of investment um, so let me just cover off what both of them are in case anyone listening doesn't know so uh, VC venture capital uh, the way that VCs work very simple is wealthy individuals put money into a fund that fund has to perform over what can be a 5 or a 10 year period so there might be a 10 million pound fund with lots of 100,000 pound checks in and then a company the venture capitalists have to distribute uh, that money into companies and say we think this company is going to be worth 20x 50x what it is worth now in 5 years time so we're going to write it a check for 100k buy some equity and then they have to get their equity out in the period of the fund normally Um, so that's VC crowdfunding relatively I don't want to say it's a new phenomenon but it's, it's, it's the most recent thing to hit sort of as startups got trendy uh, these things started to get traction so crowdfunding is basically rather than you going and pitching three or four individuals to get some equity to get some money for equity is you can then create basically a profile for your startup um, tell your story and then say we want £250,000 for 20% of the business and everyday people can go in and put 50 quid, 100 quid, 500 quid, 10,000 pounds into the business. And basically, it's you hit your goal, and then everyone pays, and everyone like you can go and buy. I could have gone and bought um, a few percent or a couple of percent in uh, one of our competitors uh, because they they got funded through uh, CrowdCube. Um, so, what it basically does is it allows general masses of people to invest in the business. As I'm talking about that, I'm trying to work out the best way to answer this question, and it comes back to why are you raising money in the first place? Like, what's the goal? And what sort of business do you want to run? So, if you are, and this is really topical for us actually, because we were so 50 50 on it for, for the reasons, and I'll talk about our experience. So, when we raised the round last year, is we had the option to do crowdfunding or we had the option to do VC. And what VC does is it, it takes you on a path of, like, they need growth and they structure the business to make sure that you are doing highly aggressive month-on-month targets to grow the business, which for me as a salesman is really good. Like, I like targets. But it also sets you on this path that you need to run a business that is a household name and it grows and grows and grows. And crowdfunding doesn't have that same uh, pressure. Admittedly, you need to deliver returns for the people that are investing in the company. But you don't have to sit on a board meeting with the 6,000 people that invested 10 quid to a 10,000 quid. What tends to be around crowdfunding is it tends to be just people believe in the mission that you're on and just want to follow the journey. They're not Mm. pressing you to go down certain routes. They just want to follow the journey. If you think about where we were last December, we've got a really good community. So we actually were in a perfect position to go back to our members and say, hey, uh, we're about to raise a round of investment to grow the business. You are the heart and soul of what we do as a business, so we would like you to own some of the company. Here's our crowdfunding campaign. We're raising 250 grand. You, Mr. John the Plumber, can own a piece of Expert Trades. 
And when we think about that, it would have been really powerful because then you've got this really highly emotional uh, member of the business who actually, one, uses our services and two, owns a bit of equity. And it doesn't matter how much it is. If they feel like they own something, mm. uh, it's a massive, massive sort of incentive to, to stick around and support the business. And we really, really struggled to decide which way we wanted to go. Um, the problem with crowdfunding, in my opinion, is if you want to build a household name, you eventually need VCs on, on board um, because the, the size checks that you need two, three years in are huge. Um, and what we didn't want to do is crowdfund, then go to VC because then we're looking at like big dilution. So we didn't want to be, because VCs always want a certain amount of equity in the business because they need to get yeah. certain returns. Like they need to get 25, 50, 100 X on businesses because they know a lot of the businesses they invest in will fail. So they need to really swing for the fences and get good equity. Um, so it kind of comes back to like what you want to do as a business. Um, but just be aware that if you think you're going down the, the large scalable route, uh, think about, what the business and the dilution looks like after a couple of rounds of investment. Um, you've got little things that, that get messy as well with crowdfunding in terms of like you've you've got like six thousand people that have invested, and then there's like one representative which is the company, and then when those guys come onto the board, and you've got VCs alongside them, they kind of don't get on with each other weirdly because one one thinks uh, they're strategic uh, and they help, and the other one is just a pot of money that was sourced from six thousand people that had no value. Um, so it depends on what you want. Do you want strategic help? Do you want value-add investors? Or do you just want a pot of money and potentially building relationships up with your members or community? If you have a community, crowdfunding could be the great thing. But it, you have to go back to that community normally for the second round and the third round and the fourth round if you're mm. going down that route, which okay. can get a bit... And I guess it's kind of the size of the crowd as well. There's only a limited kind of pool of people that are willing to even kind of give some of their money in the first place. And like you say, if you're going to keep asking them for more, they might be thinking, but I, I gave you, I already paid. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it, it can, it can really strengthen relationships, but I can imagine it can also break them down just mm -hmm. as quick as if you, if you keep going back cap in hand and say, oh yeah, yeah we, we, we use that 300 K and we did this, we built this app and da, 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 and you use it, John. So you know, it's good. Uh, but we actually now need uh, another 500 K. So we'd like you to put some more money in and you're actually going to get diluted. And because there's a lot of technical terms, like, for the average investor, the average guy on the street, they don't know how dilution takes yeah. place. They don't know what ordinary A shares and A shares are. They don't know what class shares are. And like, there can be a lot of, when people are dealing with money, it can be very difficult sometimes. And what you don't want is to have a great community and then it get fractured because someone didn't realize that their 2% became 1.2% because you've raised again. Mm -hmm. Like it can get messy, but I think it depends on what you want as a business to what's the right fit. There's no wrong and right answer. Yeah, some of, some of that crowd, uh, the crowdfunding issue um, is kind of just down to a lack of education on, or a lack of understanding, should I say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you say, to go back, you can cause issues. Mm. People feel entitled because they've already put money in, whereas VCs understand the game. They, it's it exactly that. They understand the game that they're playing uh, and they understand that a third of the companies are going to fail, a third of the companies are going to break even on and the third of the companies that do well, only probably 10% will deliver a big home run mm. and they need those to return the fund. So they completely understand the risk involved whereas I don't think uh, John the plumber understands 
oh, expert trades have been around for three years. It's a, it's a reliable business. Um, they're going to be around for life. I want to put like the worst thing in the world. Imagine if someone puts their like 5K savings into mm, the business. Yeah. Then it's like highly emotional for them. And I know these, these platforms talk about like don't invest money you can't. There's risk associated, blah, blah, blah. But if people know the company, they've probably got this their own impression of how much risk is involved. Um, but startups are startups in LA and we're still a startup. Cool. So today's Sunday. Tomorrow morning we'll be coming in recording some more cues. I don't know where we're going to be because we're recording this on Tuesday but email in hello at experttrades.com two T's in the middle one S at the end. Any questions any feedback um, if you're in the UK like reach out where are you based um, we're actually having a chat with a couple of guys on Twitter that are relatively close to us so we're going to actually try and bring them into the office and have a good chat um, and just connect with some people or find us on Facebook Startup Diary DM us yeah, drop, the easiest thing. drop the message on there and then uh, yeah, we can connect. Sweet. <laughs>